Hello and welcome to Cue the Apology. I'm Nate. And I'm Gavin. And you might make mistakes as a parent, but you truly are the expert on your kids. We're not really experts on anything, but we've read some books. And the book you're reading, Gavin, I read before. Actually, surprise twist. You've not read this book before. So the book that was on the table in front of you is not what we're talking about. Nope. Okay, well, surprise. then I have no idea what we're talking <laughs> about. So this week is our final week talking about communication. We kind of broke down some of the ways that we communicate ineffectively because of emotional things that we haven't really recognized carrying with us. Um, coffee being spilt on our phones, ruining <laughs> communication. I just spilled coffee on Nate's phone, so... It's going to be okay. No brag of rice needed. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, and then we talked about kind of communicating without speaking. So people watching how you act, how you react, and how you live your life, particularly how you celebrate Jesus with your life and how that does a lot of communicating on our behalf. But, and we interviewed Dylan and this week, We're going to kind of bring everything together and just kind of cap off this communication series. So I read this book, or I've been reading this book. I shouldn't say I've read the whole book. It is a massive book. Like it's one of those like textbook size books that's like 300 pages. So it's like reading The Lord of the Rings. Yes. Yeah. It weighs like 20 pounds or something. I don't know. feels like it weighs 20 pounds. Probably not actually. But you should weigh it. I'm curious. I should weigh it. (laughs) There's no way it's 20 pounds, right? No, no, no. But I think it's at least like, it feels like a small weight. Okay. When you're carrying it. And it's big. It's probably the size of your laptop. Wow. I have a 16 inch laptop. That's a beast. Yeah. No, it's big. It's actually, let me just say what it is. It's called Parenting Navigating Everything by Brett Ullman. Don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah. From Ontario. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Super sweet. I actually went to church with his sister. Well, for name dropping, my friend ghost writes for him, like someone I grew up with. (laughs) And so he's credited in the books. Well, he's from Ontario. And so we all know him because he's from Ontario. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah, he wrote this awesome book on parenting. And it's literally what it's called, Navigating Everything. And so it kind of just talks about all these different topics regarding parenting, how to have certain conversations. But there's this one chapter called communication. Right. Which that's exactly what we're talking about. That's entirely it. I mean, wasn't Almond a high school teacher? I think so. I'm pretty sure he was a high school teacher before he got into like speaking and whatnot. So he's, he's clearly hung out with kids. Yeah. And he references that a lot, like just conversations he's had with kids and stuff. So that's fantastic. Okay. So, uh, navigating everything is what you're trying to get through. Yeah. Uh, you could be beat with it and, um, what have you learned? Yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, there's, it starts off with just like this cool he he has some good quotes that he brings up at the start of the chapter that i literally just wanted to read some of them because quotes from him or quotes from other people from other people like he didn't have a list of his own yeah no that's okay like i find that like you read some books and you look at the little excerpts or the highlights it's like yeah that's the same thing that's beside it in the paragraph yeah like you're quoting yourself (laughs) yeah no this is actually quoting other people okay great which is great 
And some of these, I was like, wow, like I need to just like think about this for a second. So I'm going to give all of us a chance to think about these for a second when we okay. hear them. So this quote is by uh, the author of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Good yeah, that's idea. like, uh, that's pretty up there in like business reading, isn't it? Yeah, Okay. I, I think so. So <laughs> this is the quote. It says, most people do not listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. Ooh, that's harsh and true. <laughs> See what I mean? Like the amount of times I'm listening to someone <laughs> and all I'm doing is formulating my reply. And it might even be like from the first three words they've said and the rest could mean nothing. Yes, yeah. And that, that strikes me in like talking to teens because it's like, that is the last thing they want when you're communicating with them is for you to just respond. Oh my gosh. Like they want you to understand. And sometimes that doesn't lead to like an immediate reply, but it's like, I know for a fact, there's so many times I'm talking to people and I'm like, the like math is going in my mind and it's like, okay, connect this to this to this. Okay. This is what we need to say. Boom. Boom but totally at the wrong time. They didn't need to hear that right then and there. Oh, there's just so too much application <laughs> to parenting when I'm hearing this. Like no matter the age of your child, like absolutely there's times where we just have to reply. Like it's get out the door. I, I don't care yeah. about the dinosaur. <laughs> I should care about the dinosaur. Like there's all yeah. these things that you, you should be attentive to and you do want to care to, but you're trying to get somewhere and do something. But there definitely needs to be more opportunity where it's like, I'm hearing you, yeah. not reply, just replying, but hearing you. Yeah. I think I've used this example before, but it's, it's always the perfect example for things like this, where you actually just listen to a kid. So um, as you know, I supervise classrooms sometimes, mm -hmm. particularly kindergarten classrooms. And this one girl, like one time is like, getting told by the other teacher to like get out the door. Like you're taking so long. Why are you taking so long? But like, doesn't wait for the reply. Like just sure. kind of goes and she's like, Oh, like, okay. And she's been told this almost like every day. <laughs> right. She turns to me and she's like, you know, like I hear this every day, like hurry up, but I just want to like enjoy the little things. Like I want to pay attention to the cool things happening all around me. And I want to live in that. And it's, it's just this example where she's heard hurry up so many times, but how many times has she been like listened to in her response? Yeah, yeah. Not even so that you can agree and be like, oh yeah, keep just enjoying those things, but so that you can respond understandingly and say, I know there's things to enjoy here, but there's also things that we're going to enjoy when we get ready and go outside to enjoy them. But like, there's just such a big difference in feeling understood between the two responses. Ah, uh, that's still weighing on. <laughs> I'm sitting here replying, <laughs> like I'm trying to listen to you, <laughs> yeah. feeling my jobs to reply to you in this. But I'm yeah. still just <laughs> stuck on that, where it's like, how often am I listening to reply rather than listening to listen? And I think it really throws people off when we do just listen, like those moments yeah. when you do it. People are then freaked out. Like, what are you doing? It's like, well, I'm just listening to you. Say something. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. What else you got? Yeah. I'm, I'm stuck. <laughs> but like, that's just, that's the conversation so many youth have is like, they don't feel understood. So it's like, are our parents, are we taking time? Are you taking time? I'm not a parent. Are you taking time to hear your child? 
because that's going to set up a lifelong relationship where they expect you to understand. Well, not even you, like any sort of partner in their life. Yeah. And, and friendships, like do, do they, are we setting up an expectation in our children that people will listen to them or yeah. that people will manage them? Yeah. Cause that's what happens when we're replying. We're just managing the situation, managing the person rather than being with the person. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's so hard and so good. <laughs> All right. What else you got? Okay. Another quote was this. Oh, this is another one. Almost like it's similar, but it's the single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it has taken place. First of all, I just struggle with any quote that's like the single biggest problem. Because <laughs> then you'll read like three chapters later and you're like, here's another problem. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, another author is like, here's a totally different problem. But the single biggest problem with communication is the illusion that it's taken place. Yeah. Like you talk to someone and you walk away being like, yeah, we communicated. But really, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, there was no understanding that came across. It was just two people essentially spoke to each other. Yeah, we you threw words at each other and nothing really stuck. Yeah, and, and then you walk away with a perception that something happened, but you have completely different perceptions. Yeah, it's that whole like standing in front of a six and the person on the other side standing in front of a nine and. <laughs> You should agree that there's a number, but you're just so focused on what you thought the other person took out of the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like taking that into parenting. It's like, how often do we, are we maybe listening to our kids, but we're not really having helpful conversation where it's like, they understand you, you understand them. Or is it just you're telling them or they're telling you? That's what I'd say. The so how do you gauge is. the understanding? Mm. honestly I think understanding is best found through like questioning so it's like are you after the conversation when you feel like you're at an understanding I think a good communication point especially with your kids where it's like you establish this kind of relationship is can you then ask each other what you just talked about or arrived at and say the same thing or is it going to be two totally different I, I agree, but I mean, having that conversation with a four-year-old is really hard. <laughs> yeah, then yeah. they come back and they're I'm like, do you understand what I just said? Yes. What did I say? I don't know. <laughs> and I, I mean, that's the same, I think, for teenagers too. And especially if you, you want to come off as caring and compassionate and not just scolding. Yeah. Because that's how I'm starting to feel like with communicating with my four-year-old, I give them the information and it's, I'm trying to confirm that we've had a conversation that it's been communicated. And so it's look at me and then it has to be, look at me with your eyes because like the body's turned, but the head's not or whatever. Um, and I just feel like I'm in the scolding mode after we've had this conversation. It's like, do you understand? Can you repeat it back to me? Like (laughs) I want to figure out how to navigate that a little better that when he's a teenager, I don't have to be like, do you understand? Look at me with your eyes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'd say, like, as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, that's kind of where the burden is on the parent, especially in the formative younger years, to be the example of that. Like, rather than you asking them, do you understand? Are we, are we telling back to them what they said to show them we understand 
what they have told us. So rather than us getting <laughs> I them... I have no idea what you're <laughs> saying. Okay. So are we... Like when I say there's an understanding, I mean, are we able to understand what they've told us rather than can they understand what we've told them? So are No, we... I'm the adult. I'm the most important part of the conversation. <laughs> are you telling me I'm not? Yes. <laughs> That's because I think that sets them up when they see that you take the time to understand what they say. Yeah, you're not wrong. They're going to do that eventually. You're not wrong. That's really hard. It, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of patience in communication. Yeah. Like we, I think specifically as a culture, but we, um, we really push on speed of communication, like get it done faster in, in the fewest amount of words, mm-hmm. maximize all of that kind of idea. And uh, it just doesn't work w- with kids. Yeah. Of any age, because they're still developing. They're still figuring things out. Like they can't just go to A A to B because there's C, D, and E somehow (laughs) in the middle because they haven't figured out the linear aspect of it. Yeah. And and so you need to stop and and listen and have patience and take the time. Yeah. I've been confronted by that. Like on a Sunday morning when I'm giving a talk in like kids church or Parkway Kids, it's like I'll be talking about a point. And then a kid will just like put their hand up and I'll be like, yes. And, and they'll talk about something that seems unrelated, but in their mind, like they're it's, connected. It's connecting. Yeah. And so in those moments, I'm sometimes confronted. I'm like, do I just speak over this and continue talking about where we were going? Or do I maybe see that a few of those kids are wondering the same thing? And so actually stop to address that. To meet them where they are, mm. which seems counterproductive sometimes, but that's the path that they're on. And so am I allowing them to connect the dots in their timing or am I focused on what I'm trying to communicate? Which if I'm just talking, that's not necessarily communicating. Yeah, I think that's the big the big thing. Like we can say communication, but most of us don't understand it. We're, we're so programmed or so used to just giving instruction. It's, it's not communication. It's not interaction necessarily. It's just instruction. Do yeah. this. This is how you do that. And someone will talk and we're just formulating advice mm-hmm. rather than being with the person. Yeah. Man, you're getting me all introspective today. <laughs> That's the point. That's the hope. <sighs> it's, yeah, it's cool how... Like you just realize how ineffective we can be sometimes in our communication with, with kids particularly because we feel like we are teaching them something, Mm. but teaching and being spoken to are different things. So it's hugely different. Yeah. So those loops, those sidetracks are sometimes the most important conversations we'll end up having with them. That's what I'd like to land on there. Yeah, no, that's good. Let's understand where they're at so that we can have conversation and true communication instead of just telling them something. Yeah. And then this is the third and final quote that I noted down from that little front page quote thing. Yeah. Well, (laughs) apparently it's taken us 15, 16 minutes to get through two of them. So this is good stuff. Yeah. No, I'm thinking this might just be a reflective episode. So, (laughs) So this is the quote. 
It's from a book called The Price of Privilege. The uh, Price of Privilege. By Madeline Levine. Okay. And this is a quote. It's so odd that I feel my mom is everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Being everywhere is about intrusion. Being nowhere is about a lack of connection. So my mom is everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Everywhere in that she intrudes into everything. Mm -hmm. But nowhere in that there's no connection between us when she's there. Hmm. I, I think of this when I, when I hear that quote. So have you ever watched uh, Modern Family? I keep trying to get into it and I can't. <laughs> I want to because like it was such a big deal. And yeah. I'm like... <sighs> so go on. Yeah. No. So, <laughs> so Ash and I have been watching Modern Family because it's hilarious. And I end up crying at the end of every episode because I'm <laughs> touched by it. I don't know. Something about family dynamics right now has me in tears, but all right, not in a negative way, <laughs> but anyway, so the mom in the show is like known for being like uptight and like a perfectionist a bit and like just will do anything to instruct her kids, but won't necessarily take the time to hear about them. Like she's just going to hear their problem and rag on them for the problem. Right. Um, and so she always wants to know about what they're doing, but she never wants to know about them, how they're actually doing. She wants to know what they're doing, mm. but doesn't necessarily take the time to know how they're doing. And so okay. this, this quote just makes me think of that, that character in the show who is always up to date on what's going on, but doesn't always know how her kids are doing emotionally. She just wants to know so that she can scold them for the bad things they do. Right. but doesn't take the time to know why maybe they're doing that or why they're in that position. That's interesting. Yeah. So always present, wanting to know everything, maybe even be everywhere, but not actually connected. That's, that's something I think parents can maybe evaluate themselves on too, is am I responding to what my child is telling me? from a teaching standpoint primarily or am I responding from a loving standpoint primarily because as you respond with care that leads way to instruction but if you start with instruction it's going to be much harder to actually show them you care mm. I'm just kind of flowing on your your tv vibe you ever watch love is blind I haven't, no. On Netflix? No. Um, it's definitely like Guilty Pleasure TV. Mm, um, yeah. I'm just going to put that right there. <laughs> they, the premise is this. It's with Nick Lachey from NSYNC. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> he's still trying to do stuff. Love uh, so, that. So it's him and his wife. But the concept is this. It's um, 15 couples, essentially like 15 guys, 15 girls. And you essentially, it's like speed dating over like a week, hmm. but you never see the person. You okay. talk to them through a wall. Yeah. And yeah. so it's, can you fall in love with someone without seeing them? Hmm. 
And so the reason I'm bringing this up as I'm listening to you uh, and formulating my response instead of just listening, uh, as we <laughs> talked about in the beginning, uh, is just kind of impacting me in like, how often do we as parents, as, as teachers, coaches, like those that are in this like formative role for, mm-hmm. for students and children, how much are we communicating off of what we visually see yeah. versus what we actually hear? Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I'm so caught up in the show. Like there's a third season now and it's in Japan. And so it's yeah. all in Japanese and you're just reading subtitles the whole time. <laughs> uh, and I'm just so engrossed in it because I'm just, I'm so curious to watch how these relationships form. Like what questions are they actually asking and, and mm. hearing people's response of like, when I normally date, I look at this, I see this. And, and it's just really transferring into what we're talking about right now with communication, because yeah. this is dating is a communication style. Um, but like how often are we reacting our, yeah, reacting is probably the best word to use it, but communicating just based off of visual cues, hmm. things that we're picking up being like, this has to be it. We're, and we formulate the story in our head yeah. versus blindly hearing. And what would we pick up differently? Could we hear nuances of the heart and, hmm. and actual concern and worry or desire that might be veiled or, or hidden from us because we're caught up on the visual cue? Like, yeah, the story would be like a little girl covered in and her mom's makeup and you're just raging because it's like, how expensive was this? You've ruined these clothes mm-hmm. and whatever. But if your eyes were closed and all you could hear is this little girl wanting to be like her mommy, be like who she values and idolizes. Same thing, like my kid put a hole in our couch with the drill because I was fixing stuff and I put the drill down, but it wasn't a malicious intent. And so the first thought is like, there's a drill in our couch. Like it is through the arm of it. (laughs) Oh gosh. But when you close your your eyes and and open your ears, you, you hear it's a little boy that sees his daddy fixing something and is like, Daddy helps people. Dad, like his response is, if yeah. anything breaks, he's like, "Daddy can fix it." Yeah. And so he just wanted to emulate that. He wanted to fix the couch, make sure it was working and all good. And you're like, man, there's there's huge power in that. Yeah. But you almost need to be blinded to see it. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. Actually, I like I like us kind of resting on that to close out the episode. Yeah. Is can you? blind yourself in a sense to the appearance of things. So if your kid has done something or, uh, yeah, acted in a certain way, even in things where they excel, like it doesn't have to be in the negative, even in the positive, what do you hear versus what do you see? Yeah. Yeah. And, and does that change your response? Yeah. Make a practice of that if you can. That's good. Like, try that just at one point this week for homework. Like, try that. Try yeah, to good. put on the blinders and hear behind what you see. Yeah. And see how that progresses in the future, too. I, I always land on this point. Parenting is a journey. Mm-hmm. It's not just a destination. Yeah. So it's like, don't be discouraged by the events taking place right now but know that every conversation matters and it's the long term that we're striving for yeah it's good and if you're gonna watch love is blind on netflix watch the japanese one it's much more wholesome a lot more gratitude and respect 
Anyways. And if, and if you're going to watch Modern Family, don't cry at the end of ep- every episode <laughs> like I do. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out. I've been Nate. I've been Gavin. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.